Why? So, there are deeper and deeper layers of yourself, Itai. And the deeper you go into yourself, and the more you connect to your essence, your soul, the more peaceful you become. And the more alive you become, more full of vitality. Most people are walking around with their issues and their problems and their needs and their stuff. But someone who's living a little bit deeper in themselves frees up a whole load of space. Once your mind isn't so full and busy and over-analyzing and doing all this stuff, you've suddenly got loads of space and you can breathe. You can breathe. It's just good. It's very good to be able to do that. And then you can start choosing what thoughts you want to have filling your mind. You start choosing. You're not, you're not just receiving all the thoughts that are coming up into your consciousness. You're now choosing the thoughts that are coming into your consciousness. That's very cool. That's a whole different way of life. A whole different way of life. You're choosing your reality rather than just being smashed over by whatever's coming at you. So we said we want to go there. We want to go into a much deeper place within ourselves. Not so superficial. Have a nice day. You know that they want to kill you when they say that. So we now want to be superficial. Hi. Is that for me? Thank you so much. I didn't. I don't. So fine. But then we said... Thank you. And thanks, guys. You know how to get away with being late, don't you? So here we go. So the next level of apart from being alone with yourself and being comfortable being alone, having that peace of being, menuchat nefesh, well-being. The next point is let's invite God in now. And this is the only really from this level can you invite God in. There are different levels. There's an intellectual understanding of God. And then there's an experience of God. Experience. Are you experiencing God? And experience is very different from thinking. I gave a class this morning about do you experience gratitude or do you sometimes acknowledge that I have things to be grateful for? How many moments today have you had where you're just like, Wow, I'm one of the luckiest people on the face of the planet. I can't believe it. I got food and clothes and I got everything. And you just feel that and your heart kind of grows. You feel so, wow, I can't believe this. So how often do you experience true gratitude? Very, very rarely. Why? Because gratitude comes from a deeper part of yourself. Deeper part of yourself that we're not accessing. So we want to experience Hashem. So we said... There's prayer. Prayer is talking, creating a relationship through talking. Most people, when they're late, they bring me a cup of tea. They don't walk in and say that I'm late. Not only were you late, you like messed up. You could have crept in there and you like did exactly the opposite of what you should have done there. Yeah. So here we go. Now what we're doing is, and we did speak about this briefly before, and we spoke about it this morning. It seems to be the theme. I didn't come up with it. Is to work on love. 
Love is basically the ultimate experience. No, the Beatles said all you need is love. That's not true. You also need respect and good communication and similar values. Like love's clearly not enough. Everyone's getting divorced at the moment. So love is not all you need, but love is probably the major thing you need. Love, love, love is the major thing you need. But you also need other things like respect and good communication and values. Yeah. If they're all getting just getting divorced in massive numbers, did they really love each other? Yeah, exactly. It's not even called love. Not even called love. So actually, this morning we spoke about the two different types of love. What are they? Intrinsic love. Oh yeah. and eno tuluya badava. A love that is dependent on something, and an intrinsic love that isn't dependent on anything. So I love my children. Whatever they do. They'll never lose my love. They never needed to do anything to get my love. I just love them because I feel intrinsically connected to them. They are part of me. I feel one with them. I feel that they are part of who I am. The word for love, ahava, is the same numerical value as the word for one, echad. Because love is this feeling of inseparable oneness. But then there's also love that is built up, which is also important. I love my wife because she's talented and she's beautiful and she's overcome difficult things and uh, there's so many things I've got a list of things and based on all of these things focusing on the go- all the good things about my wife that makes me love my wife but also hopefully I have a level of unconditional love for my wife as well so if she stopped being pretty and she stopped doing all the nice things would I still love her hopefully I would because I have a deep level I actually believe I met my wife after about seven minutes I was like this is my I know this is my wife I knew she was my wife. Even if she turned out to be like an axe murderer or something, I just would have been oh, Hashem, really? Really? You made my wife an axe murderer? Pardon? Read my book, chapter 12. So here we go. And by the way, you've got to understand, and I've lived in many places and I've worked in orphanages and I've coached executive business people, everyone, what people really need and want most in their life is to be loved. That's it. I just want to be loved. I just want to be valued. I just want to feel worthy. You couldn't actually really live without feeling that something or someone loved you. That's why people get pets, really. If, even if you're in prison on your own, if you know that your mum is thinking about you or whatever, you, it's very, very difficult to live without love. Love is like the, the core essential experience of humankind. And in fact, everything we ever do in our life, especially if we're not conscious people, is to gain love. And I get my self-respect based on what you think about me, and I want to say the right thing, and I want to do the right thing, and we make our decisions based on love. Now there's healthy love, and there's infatuation, and there's, but really the whole driving force of the universe is love. And we actually say that the world was created through an, as an act of love. Hashem created the world through love, just to give just to unconditionally give us. Yes. Well, you only need love insofar as uh, that last part you said kind of tripped me up because I put my hand down. But I was going to say that you only need love insofar as you're going to exist in the human framework. Good. So I'm glad I mentioned the human framework. Because, yes, so love is very, very, very important. Very difficult to live without love. Now, the core of love, the real foundation of love is self-love self-love now we are all born with the 
immense capacity of self-love, but we never tap into it fully. How do you know that you love yourself? Well, firstly, because you think about yourself all day. <laughs> really, you're thinking about yourself all day. My relationships, what I need, my stuff, my needs, me, me, me. You're, you're like the center of your universe. So some people say, I hate myself, and they have all this low self-esteem. But even that's coming from a place of, you know, I love, my, I love myself, and I'm not living up to it, and I'm not getting respect or whatever it is, so I hate myself. But really, love is intrinsic. We intrinsically love ourselves. How do we know that? Because you take care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself. You're doing whatever you're meant to do. Now, even people who don't care, if someone doesn't take care of themselves, then they're just crazy. But we think, you know, you go and party and drugs and do everything that isn't actually taking care of yourself, but you're doing it because it gives you pleasure. You wanna, you're seeking pleasure. So do you know how you know if you love someone? Because you want them to have pleasure and you want to take care of them. You want to do things for them. The problem is that we don't understand what will give us real pleasure and we take the unhealthy pleasures because it feels nice. But why are we seeking pleasure for ourselves? And why are we looking after ourselves all the time? It's because we intrinsically love ourselves. Yes, did you have an insight you'd like to share? I have an insight, yeah. I don't think I've heard uh, many men in my life say that they hate themselves. I think it's mainly women that say that. Crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Good. But even that comes from a place of self-centeredness. Even hating yourself is self-centeredness because I'm not getting, I'm not living up to whatever it's it is. Like arrogant. Yeah, arrogance and low self-esteem are very well, very connected. So, by the way, there's a deep Kabbalistic idea that, that everything has an essence and an expression. An essence is called the Chavaya. The essence of a thing is the Chavaya. And the expression is called a tenua, which literally means a movement. It's a movement. So, for example, love is the essence. Taking care of my needs is a movement that comes out of that. It's an expression of that. It's an expression of my love. Giving to someone else isn't the love itself. It's an expression of the love. And we said by giving, it's also how you build love. You build love by giving to other people. And you express love by giving to other people. So there's the essence, and then there's the external layer. So everyone has basically this external layer of taking care of themselves. It's an expression of their love for themselves. That they, they want to look after themselves, and they want the best for themselves, and they want to have pleasure for themselves. But that's only an expression of their love. Very few people just have unconditional love for themselves. Not as a... a looking after myself and taking care of myself, just to experience love, self-love, for no reason. Like, I love my children, no reason. And I also take care of my children. That's an expression of my love for them. But beyond the expression of my love for my children, and I hug them, and I play with them, and they're great, there's actually just the love itself. So very few people ever just experience the love itself. Most people are living in the world of tenua, of this expression and the movement. So the example I gave before was gratitude. Most people are not experiencing the gratitude itself. But they may be experiencing acknowledging that I have things to be grateful for, or even saying thank you. When you say thank you to someone, and then thank you to Hashem, is it really coming from a deep thing, or are you just saying, I've got to say thank you to Hashem? Or but are you really living, experiencing this level of hakarasatov? I really recognize the goodness that I'm getting from this, the goodness from this relationship. So if you never 
tap into your own essential love for yourself that isn't just taking care of your needs and worrying about if people like you and doing everything, then you'll never be able to actually fully, truly love someone else. Apart from children, I think. I don't know. I, I think children are something different. I love my, I love my kids. I don't think I can, actually, no. <laughs> I said, if you don't love yourself, you can never love anyone else properly. You can take care of other people, and you can express love, and you can think about them a lot. Even thinking about someone a lot, that's a tenua. It's not even the love. Thinking about, I can't stop thinking about this person. I'm obsessed with them. I, everything I see, I want to buy it for them, and I wish they were here. It. That's not the love itself. That's an expression of the love. That's something that comes out of the love, thinking about them all the time. But there's something called the actual love itself. So very few people actually get into this level of just love because we don't know how to love ourselves properly. We love ourselves conditionally. We love ourselves in the terms of I'm going to take care of myself, I need to look after myself. And, but we don't just love ourselves lishma. It's like, it's an ego love. Whereas there's a non-ego love, which isn't I need to take care of myself, it's that I'm just, I just love myself. That's why the Torah says, You should love your fellow as you love yourself. Which means you have to love yourself first. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love your fellow as you love yourself. If you hate yourself and you love your fellow as you love yourself, that's so okay. It was so subtle, I didn't even realize you were here. <laughs> Did anyone else feel something? Just felt no, some holiness. So, once again, if people say they hate themselves, and maybe girls more than boys, unfortunately, it's not true because if they really hated themselves, then they wouldn't treat themselves very well. They wouldn't look after themselves. If they really, really hated themselves, they wouldn't do that. So they must love it. You must love yourself, otherwise you wouldn't look after yourself. And you wouldn't be upset that you're not living up to your your dreams and your hopes. So are you making yourself get upset? Pardon? You're making yourself get upset. Well, ultimately we're making ourselves feel whatever we're feeling. We always make ourselves, your soul is cool, your neshama is cool. All of your upsetness and frustration and anger and doubt and fear, that's all self-created. Where do we learn this from? That's what the song says. The whole world is a very narrow bridge, but the main thing to recall is to have no fear at all, if you want to rhyme it in English. But Rabbi Nachman doesn't say that. Rabbi Nachman doesn't say lo lefached klal. Do you know what Rabbi Nachman says? Lo lehit fached klal. It just didn't fit into the songs. <laughs> so what did lo lehit fached mean? Don't make yourself afraid. Everything we're doing, we're doing to ourselves. We're making ourselves afraid. Yeah, very important. I'm trying to understand the purpose of why people get upset, for example, when you use it. Because. 
people get upset because they're not identifying with their essence. They're identifying with their ego and their pain and their abuse and their troubles and their and their negative character traits and all that stuff on the surface. Which, by the way, if you've been practicing everything I taught you, you're not doing that anymore. You've been coming to this class for two months, you're not doing that anymore, you're just kind of calm inside. And when those things come up, you notice them, wow, there's frustration, there's anger, but you're just, you're sitting a little bit further back in yourself. And it's not getting you so much. It's still there, things are coming up in your consciousness, jealousy and things are coming up and you go, I really want that. But you're just a little bit further back, it's not getting you. Yeah, you've been doing that? This is what Hitbadidut is. Once again, to remind you, Hitbadidut means to go so far back into yourself that you're just in this island of calm. So whatever comes up is external. Everything's external to you apart from your soul and God. And God's like internal, internal to you. Chavaya and Tenua. Chavaya, Tenua. Chavaya is the essence, Tenua is the expression of the essence. When you are living on level one, when your self-love is really just egotistical, I'm going to take care of my needs, I'm self-centered, then you can love other people on that level as well. I love my friend, I really like him, I'm going to visit him, I'm going to go out, we're going to go for a beer together. It's this kind of conditional love of of needs. I need you, you need me, we like each other. But you're playing on that external level of love, on the lower level of love. And it means for Hashem, your relationship Hashem is going to be one of thanks and praise and, and request. Our relationship with Hashem shouldn't be what can I get from Hashem? What can I get? Yeah, I'll pray for it. I want to get it. That's not our relationship. <laughs> Hashem is not an ATM machine. Said last week. What? Ask as much as possible. Ah, but why? Mm, just, just show that I'm only relying on Hashem, but not because I really want those things. In fact, watch this. If you're living on this level of self-love, which is to do with my needs and taking care of myself. then your relationship with Hashem and other people is going to be on that level as well. It's always going to be conditional love. Do you know why my friends are my friends? Because they provide me what I want. They make me feel good. They, I like hanging out with them. I like him because he, he gives me what I want. That's it. And in fact, most people's relationships with anyone they ever meet is completely based on that. How much are they giving me what I want? To the extent that they give me what I need, that's how much I feel close to them. So it's a very surface level love. I love them based on the fact that I provide for them and they provide for me and it's really good and I feel good around them. But once we stop feeling good around that person or that person doesn't provide for our needs anymore, then we stop loving them. So it's very surface level. And it comes from us never having really tapped into loving ourselves, not on that surface level. So we've got to practice, we've got to, obviously in all of these classes we're at least getting the theory and then we're going to practice how to do this. But this is the theory. So, once you've gone deeper, away from I just got my needs and I'm going to dive into Hashem and I'm going to thank Hashem, the first key 
It's so deep. The Rebbe is so deep. Listen. The first key to loving yourself fully and therefore other people, you never have thought this. But it's this Jewish power called Sameach Bechelko. Sameach Bechelko. What does Sameach Bechelko mean? Really, the real word that you want to remember forever is Histapkut. Histapkut. Histapkus. Histapkus. What does histapkut mean? It's one of my favorite words ever. It comes from the word maspik. What does maspik mean? Enough. So the best translation of histapkut is enoughness. Which means, I'm okay now. I don't need so much. I just don't need so much. Most people, most of the day, are walking around trying to fulfill their needs. That's people's lives. I have this need, I gotta do it. I need education, I'm gonna find out I need food now, I need people to like me, I need to grow, I need to come closer to Hashem. I'm not saying they're all bad needs, but we've got needs and we try, we spend our whole lives trying to fulfill our needs. That means we're very self centered and it means we take care of ourselves, but we're always gonna live on that level of love being taking care of needs of myself and other people. Once you get to this place where I just don't really need it so much. What do you need? I don't need so much. I need a little bit of food, a little bit of water, I need a little... What do you need? And we speak about this a lot in my classes in the morning. That the less you need, the happier you'll be. The less you need... Yeah, it obviously makes sense as well. The less you need to be happy, the happier you'll be. Because I, I don't need a car and clothes and people like me. I, I'll just be happy because I'm happy with what I have. I have Imuna. I got everything I need. I got everything I need. That doesn't mean I don't have ambition. I can get more stuff, but I'm cool. I'm not relying on anything for my happiness. I'm not relying on anything in the external world for my happiness. Yeah. Well, that would be for someone who's married, No, because once you're married, then you need children. And once you need children, then you need money. And once you need everyone, there's always going to be more needs. Well, um, a person isn't complete unless they need their soulmate, right? In general, but Hashem, God forbid, sometimes makes people not meet their soulmate in this world. Mm. For whatever reason. But our happy, your happiness can't rely on anything external to you. Now, by the way, God wants you to get married. I do too. Me and God both want you to get married. And you do too. That's makes three of us. That's pretty good. But you can't be dependent on that. And dependent on these things for me to be happy, it means your love for your wife will always be, well, she's fulfilling my needs. Once she starts fulfilling my needs, I'm going to divorce her, marry my secretary. She feels my needs much better. Younger. Just made me feel good. I just don't feel good. These people don't, she made me feel good. Rabbi Berger's famous line. When you marry someone, you don't marry them because you love them. You marry them because you love yourself. Love Rabbi Berger. You marry them because you love yourself and you think they're going to give you what you need. So there's, a, there's very little lishma love in the world. There's very little... How do you say lishma? For its own sake, love. True, like real love. Love nowadays is 
uh, a thing of need, fulfilling needs. So if you get to a place in yourself where you just need very, very little, I need very, very little. Now, when you say I need a lot, what you're basically saying is I'm lacking. I have all these lacks in my life and I need things to fulfill my lack. But that means you're living on this surface level of ego because your ego is very lacking and you need to build your ego all the time and your material stuff and your stuff. Your neshama is not lacking anything. Maybe a wife, by the way. But in general, your neshama isn't lacking. Your soul just wants to give to other people. Your soul is not, doesn't take, your soul doesn't have needs. Your soul has one need. Your soul in this world needs mitzvahs. That's what your soul needs. Mitzvahs, prayer, God. That, that's all your soul cares about. So it's very, 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 very simple. So the first step towards having self-love means you have to let go of the superficial level of love which is fulfilling my needs, taking care of myself, by not needing so much anymore. <laughs> I just don't need that. Now we've got to talk about how to not need it anymore. Yeah? Um, okay, let's say, what about the Torah? We need the Torah. There are, there are th- some things that God wants you to need. Yeah? Would you say there is... Um maybe a cap on your happiness without a wife as a single man. I'm saying until you meet your wife, you know, you, you would... Until you meet your wife, you're very happy. <laughs> <laughs> you're happier when you have a wife, you know, it's, it's Um, No. Yes, in general, when you're living on more surface levels of your being, 100%. But I wouldn't rely on your wife for happiness because once you've got a wife, you, you've got responsibilities and there's that. I mean, like, I wouldn't say relying on, on your wife for happiness, but I'm saying maybe you get to the point where you have the maximum uh, joy and happiness that you can have as a single man, you know, and then you reach maybe another level. When I'm going to happiness. agree with this, but not how you think. Okay. In a deeper way, your neshama, the essence of your neshama is simcha. If you could get rid of your mind for a little bit, not through using anything apart from meditation, you would experience simcha all the time. Your soul is in simcha. Why that could be more when you meet your wife is because your wife's the other half of your soul. So there'd be more simcha there. But not just because there's someone providing for your needs more. So, it's, uh, by the way, it does work on both levels. But once you're still playing in this world of ego, superficial levels, then there's nothing ever authentic and sustainable and deep and transformative. Whereas once we can do Hittipadidut, once again, this is what this whole class is all about. Getting to that place within you where everything's cool. And you naturally love God. And you naturally love yourself and other people. And you just want to give to other people. And you're not... Basically, what's happening is you're taking yourself out of the picture. You're not being self-centered at all anymore. Because your self is cool. I'd like... That's got what it needs. Now I can just live for other people now. That's called true love. And that's how you're going to love yourself. That's, cool. that's real love. I'm loving other people not because I want to get anything in return. Or I, not even because I want to feel good about myself. I just love you. I just love you. I, just, I love you and I want to express my love. And that's, by the way, godly. Because God created the universe as an act of love. So we, we have to be hopefully living on that level where we're just living on that. I just love. And then, by the way, you love everyone. Even bad people and, and everyone. You just, and you love trees and, and everything. You just love. I just, you're now just walking through life in a place of love. Love, love, love. Love, love, love.